Cell is the leading distributor of radiotherapy patient positioning equipment and physics QA products for the UK and Ireland, supplying both the NHS and private sectors. We currently have a busy event schedule and will be attending many conferences in the next few months and many of the regional study days. For a full list of where to meet us, please do get in touch. As well as our event schedule, we also have a busy product portfolio that has recently been updated to. This includes Sky Factory for state-of-the-art visual LED lighting. We have MyQA Ion and Ion RT from IBA for automated patient-specific QA for photon, electron and proton radiotherapy. And we also have MR Box from our AI suppliers at Therapanacea, allowing AI-powered MR-only workflows for a more consistent and high-quality planning pathway. For SGRT, we have a vast range of open-faced thermoplastic masks, as well as surface-guided compatible clear bolus from ClearSight, preventing any risk of interference between the skin surface and your SGRT solution. And as always, do not hesitate to get in touch to discuss your product and service requirements with our friendly and knowledgeable team. Our account and clinical specialists are from a radiotherapy and physics background, and we are more than happy to chat about the clinical benefits and the workflow of all of our products. Hello everyone and welcome to RadChat, the multi-award-winning first therapeutic radiologic oncology podcast. Welcome to podcast number 100. My name is Naman Jokansid and I'm joined by fellow host Joe McNamara. Woohoo, number 100. <laughs> this is our official 100th uh, structured episode, but if you've looked on our uh, Transistor website, we have done over 192 episodes in total, so that's bonus episodes and the uh, what feels like hundreds of episodes we've done at conferences, Joe. Um, but we just thought it'd be good to have a quick chat, just reflect on everything we've been able to achieve and do in the past sort of 16, 17 months. Um, so yeah, Joe, what's been some of your highlights over the past year? Uh, there's been a few. So I think um, talking at conferences is always pretty amazing and getting to speak to guests about why they're there, what they're doing, what they're learning about, how it's going to impact on their practice. But I also think we're incredibly lucky in terms of the the actual guests that we've had who've featured. Um, and to reflect on kind of just how many there are um, is pretty incredible, really. And we often get, <laughs> get comments around the fact that people can't keep up. Um, which we can only apologise for. Um, But we do have amazing guests and I think that's definitely a highlight for me in terms of the people that we get to to have um, featuring. Um, I don't know whether I could name, like, a highlight guest. We've had so many. Have you got any that kind of stand out for you? Don't throw it back on me. I asked you first. Okay, well, I would say there's definitely some that I learned the most from. Um, so I think um, when I reflect back on light bulb moments and things that really made me question my own practice, I think they're the ones that really I should probably promote and say, yes, they absolutely um, 
made me really think about my role as a healthcare professional and the support that I offer. So one of those was Natalie Woodward, which is episode number 91 for those who want to go and have a a listen to it. And she talked about her surgery and the impact um, of having gynecological cancer. And I think from that perspective, I learned a lot from the patient's perspective, how maybe I could inform that on my practice and what I do as a lecturer. Yeah, it was good. And she obviously got quite emotional talking with us about her story and being a young person going through treatment. Um, So one of my favourites, I can't say a specific favourite, obviously, just like you, I think it's not you someone else said when we're in one of the pod boxes at one of the conferences that you can't surely decide which is your favorite episode it'd be like choosing between your children or your pets so yeah um but i think a special mention to mary huckle um was one of my favorites and i had the pleasure of meeting her um she unfortunately died on the 3rd of june but just understanding the uncertainty of what she faced every day with secondary cancer um literally living week to week, month to month, scan to scan, and the impact on the family, but also she was just always so positive. It was always how she could help other people with any problems that she'd had. Um, And yeah, so that was my one. I was very sad uh, when we did find out that she'd died, but it is part of our job, I guess. Um, Radiotherapy, cancer, it's what we do. Um, I think doing this it's kind of feel like it's a bit of a responsibility for us to share the patient voice and do it properly and sensitively but also to make sure that people reflect and learn from it so obviously the podcast has been very lucky joe that you managed to get our cpd accreditation and hopefully with a few other societies soon but i think that element that when you're clinical yes you see hundreds of patients every month but it's remembering from each person there's always something that you can take away from it and how it can impact other people i think that's something i never really valued enough i would say um with everything we've done over the past 16 months it's definitely um something that i get asked a lot is around how do you and i cope when our guests unfortunately die or or get reoccurrence um, or potentially have late effects as a consequence of their treatment. And it is really difficult. I, d- I don't think I necessarily really reflect on that, but I know you and I offer each other lots of support when we talk um, to patients um, and their carers and relatives um, and other healthcare professionals and how they cope um, in terms of their own well-being. Um, and I don't think I really appreciate the formality of us doing a debrief after each of the podcast episodes. So a lot of us um, would have a chat after work. Numan and I are exactly the same. So we more or less voice note every day, <laughs> much to our uh, wife and husband's uh, absolute terror because we're constantly talking into our phone to each other. But I do think it's really important because it protects our own mental well-being when we are working within oncology. And I especially find it when I'm doing the social media, and I don't know whether this is the same for you, Numan, but you create really strong relationships with people. And we have a community, um, especially, I would say, on Instagram, um, where we support patients, they support us, um, you know, they share very personal and intimate things via social media, 
that maybe they wouldn't share with their healthcare practitioners that we are then encouraging them to talk to um, them about or talk to their families and relatives um, and almost doing some coaching and supporting but in the background um, and I definitely didn't consider that when we started RadChat. Yeah it's the impact um, I mean we get yeah hundreds a month I guess of people reaching out I think one thing is even just from doing some of the social media videos or anything we have and you know, someone has sent it on to a friend or a family member that's going for radiotherapy and then we'll get a message saying, oh, I watched this before my treatment. It's really, really helped me feel at ease and now I know what to expect or something like that. Again, that's something when you work clinically in that snapshot of radiotherapy, you don't really consider or understand the impact of it. Um, I know lots of people are sceptical of social media and obviously we spoke uh at a couple of conferences last year about the power of podcasting and social media and how it helps but I really think it works um, you know not just from a perspective of being able to hear patients voices because as a healthcare practitioner in that moment you're quite you can be quite agenda based you know what you need to ask the patient what you need to get done whereas for us it's you know rad chats effectively 24 7 maybe we don't want it to be 24 7 all the time but it basically is, um, and that community is nice. I think this week, especially uh, with the radiographer strikes, it was really quite nice to see so many people, especially patients, uh, resharing our posts and reaching out and saying, you know, without you, my family member wouldn't have had treatment or they wouldn't have found my lump or something like that. And actually, radiographers, therapeutic and diagnostic, where we might be tucked away somewhere, um, it's nice to get that visibility um, and kind of share our professional identity. Yeah, and I think it's really important to kind of really shout about the amazing professions that work in oncology. Um, I know that we've commented a lot through Rad Chat around the focus on doctors and nurses. And absolutely, we need doctors and nurses. You know, Dr. Richard Simcock highlighted through Macmillan this week about the workforce shortages of just oncologists and some of the shocking statistics Um and that's ultimately allowing us as therapeutic radiographers to develop our scope of practice. But we can't we can't do anything without oncologists. So absolutely, they're fundamental within an oncology pathway. Um, exactly the same as nurses, physiotherapists, occupational therapists, dietitians, ph- ph- pharmacists. You know, the list is in endless in terms of who oncology patients come into contact with. But we know, and especially through kind of social media and the conversations that we have, they're like, my nurse is amazing. And I'm like, they're not a nurse. But yes, they are really amazing. Um, But it is so important. And I definitely see that from my role within the university around recruitment and the work I do with the Society College of Radiographers, um, the special interest group. I think it's, it's really important for us to shout about what our title is it seems such a small insignificant thing to say hi my name's joe mcmara and i'm a therapeutic radiographer but actually from a patient's perspective i think it's really powerful that they go away knowing the healthcare professional that's treating them but also they will go and talk to their family about who's delivered their treatment you know they won't go oh i had an amazing nurse today they will reiterate that they had an amazing radiographer or amazing therapeutic radiographer And that in itself can really help promote the professions. And that's why I personally am so passionate. And I know 
there are many a podcast episode where someone has maybe called themselves a radiotherapist or a therapy radiographer and we've had to kind of edit and go no you are a therapeutic radiographer and I know I get a bad rep for kind of going on about it um but I think it's so important because I see the impact that potentially it has and it goes for everyone you know it goes for the physiotherapists it goes for the paramedics it goes for the diagnostic radiographers you know really shout about the professions because I think hopefully it will help kind of get our patients to really consider actually is that a career that I could potentially do or is that a career that my child or grandchild could do um and I think the impact of that is more far-reaching um and especially when we recently have really looked at workforce um and obviously with the strikes as well it's so important for all of the professions that are striking um I don't think the NHS would run with any one profession um we need to be a multi-professional team and you see that through the oncology pathway for our patients exactly so to make it a bit more light-hearted we got very deep there what's one thing you wish our listeners knew about what we do so from rad chat you've talked about the profession which is us i would think maybe the social media elements of it um you know it'd be amazing for clinical nurse specialists to go and i know there are quite a few in the country who already do this and globally but to go oh you know you're going for your radiotherapy if you want to see more then check out you know if they've got a hospital website check out the hospital website or um you know check out um you know a specific leaflet or something that talks about radiotherapy um or have a look at rad chat on social media because we definitely know through the interactions that we have with patients the impact it gets to make you know some of the social media videos that we've created are around preparing patients of what to expect so little things like um the sound of the last man out button i really didn't consider it when i was um practicing clinically the impact that that noise could make and we used to say you know absolutely there's going to be a noise when we go out don't worry about it but actually the noise is really loud and you know it can be quite scary and you're like is this normal I don't know if this is normal and it reduces that anxiety exactly the same as what does it look like from my perspective um I think one of the challenges is always going to be that from rad chat's perspective we can't cover every single type of radiotherapy or radiation treatment you know it's so personalized that there will always be someone who says oh actually mine was a bit different to that or actually i had a different view or mine didn't look like that or the machine that i had didn't look like that um and that can be really challenging um but it's been absolutely fantastic to work with hospital trusts who actually fully support and endorse rad chat but also help us with providing media and images um and that they trust that we're going to use them sensitively and accurately um and i think that's really rewarding and especially from a patient's perspective to know that that you know we're trusted to deliver some of that information and resource um but i also love it when we get therapeutic radiographers and diagnostic radiographers and nurses going actually our patients need some information around x y and z 
can you create something? I love that because I think it shows that engagement and interaction. Um, and that's ultimately what we're here for. Like Numman and I don't do this for glory of, oh yeah, I want to be well known for Rad Chat. Um, it's not, it's purely for the patient. So if you're working within oncology and you think my patients never know about X, Y or Z, and it's really frustrating because actually it has an impact on their experience or actually if they were better informed, potentially could that help compliance or could it help with them managing their symptoms um, or the consequences of their treatment, then let us know because I think it absolutely can help from that perspective. Um, and I would love it if we could do more from that perspective. And I know um, we did the um, we did the mammography special as well that series that was brilliant um and really got loads of engagement through diagnostic um colleagues and i think personally as well i'm really passionate about making sure that we do follow that oncology pathway for lots of different cancer um patients so that they get to see potentially what what could happen from lots of different healthcare professionals perspective yeah i think for me quick one would be the little sound bite that we use to well that I use when I edit to split all the questions and stuff up that's actually the sound a radiotherapy machine makes and I suppose we've been having this conversation recently with our two amazing um, colleagues friends if you want Tara and Leah who are well Leah's not a student anymore technically she's graduated qualified got a job Tara um, going into a final year but just that actually should we be changing that sound Initially, it was quite a nerdy thing, wasn't it? It was like, it's the sound of a, a Linac uh, while it delivers. Obviously, radiotherapy, you can't see it, you can't feel it. And the sound it makes is an artificial sound so that we know the machine's on. Um, so, yeah, it's just, that was my little thing, that people know why we use that sound. And it's not to uh, annoy you or sound, <laughs> like, extremely loud in your car or in your ears. It would be interesting, wouldn't it, to do a bit of a poll as to whether people know what that sound is. Um, I also thought it was interesting through the social media stuff that um, we had some patients comment that it was triggering. Um, it's like the last man out sound, um, last person out, I shouldn't say last man out, although they're still called last man out, I've seen all the signage. Um, but also the, um, the sound of kind of the imager coming out or... Um, the sound of the machine going round it can be really triggering for patients and I don't think I'd really necessarily considered that before um, so yeah if anyone's got any suggestions or wants to contribute Numan and I are always open to ideas on how to develop Brad Chat and how to make it more inclusive how to make sure that we're meeting what patients and healthcare professionals need and want so I think it's really important that you you feel that we are accessible and that you can contribute if you want to. Um, we get some brave people, don't we? Go, oh, I'd quite like to be a guest on Rad Chat. And we're like, yeah, absolutely. I think sometimes people think that they can't ask us. Yeah, we don't mind. We're just currently booked out till 2024. Um, so we'll do it next year at some point. <clears throat> I think that's where the conferences come in because lots of people see our content, listen to the episodes and then at conferences they'll come to our pod box. So I think UKIO and OPC as well. Probably more UKIO because there was a lot more radiographers, but people would literally just come and have lunch in our pod box with us. Uh, and then we kick them out, do an episode, everyone come back in and have a chat. 
just that community that I think we we wanted to create and we have, um, which is really nice. But coming to the end, Joe, don't want to bore people too much with just a chat about us. We rarely ever talk in episodes. Um, what would be your three top tips, as this is what we always ask our guests to uh, give on to anyone listening now? I think um, you need to be able to gauge for maybe patients specifically what it is that you need. Um, I know when I was going through the cancer diagnosis pathway, I was very much a patient. I wasn't as inquisitive as I thought I was going to be. Um, I was maybe a bit wary about doing too much Googling and stuff. Um, but I think that, you know, you need to gauge what's best for you. Some patients will absolutely want to be informed of absolutely everything. Uh, do lots of their own research, know what to expect and others won't. And I think it's just making sure that you kind of advocate for yourself. And I know all of the guests that we've had on who've gone through a cancer diagnosis have said the same, you know, it's advocating for yourself and what you want and need. And that can be through any channels, whether that's with your healthcare professional, whether that's with us through social media and rad chat, um, or with your family and friends and how you want to kind of be supported through your cancer diagnosis. I think for healthcare professionals, listen, um, it's very easy to know what information you need to get across to our patients, to their family, to their relatives. And actually listening to what a patient wants or needs is so important. Actually asking them questions, what do they understand? What do they need? What's important to them, I think is fundamentally the most important thing that you can do and personalise that, that care that you're able to offer. Um, and my my absolute final tip would always be to introduce yourself with your professional title so that you can help support patients in know who it is who's actually treating them and delivering their care to hopefully then go on and promote the the different professions um in the vain hope that more people will decide to become a therapeutic radiographer or another healthcare professional working in oncology Go on, Norman. What what would yours your three top tips be? Oh, I feel like I should have thought about this. Um, <laughs> I'm not quite ready. That's what um, all our guests say. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's a bit deep, but obviously talking about like Mary and stuff and some of our other patients that we engage with, like life is very short. Just need to enjoy it a bit. I know I say this being quite a busy person myself, but. I don't see the podcast as a job but like I really enjoy helping people um so yeah one try and live everything to the fullest at the moment secondly I think if there are students or junior people around you just support them you have no idea what people have had to go through in the past few years or even now with the cost of living stuff lots of our students have had to drop out go and work and then come back again um and actually we need them because <laughs> uh yeah if if more and more people keep leaving not going to be enough people to look after our patients and we're the only profession that can legally deliver radiotherapy so um i think we need to do that and thirdly try and yeah engage with us a bit more if you can um like we are pretty nice i think um <laughs> we will help where we can and support and you know if you're struggling for recruitment in your area we're happy to reshare recruitment posts and stuff like that or 
um, direct patients towards your new services or video, whatever it is, you know, we're here for radiographers. That's the whole point of us. Um, so yeah, I guess use us more um, politely. That's what I'm trying to say is the third one. Great top tips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not busy enough as it is. Um, I was going yeah. I was going to say, Numan, is there anything that you'd like to share with the audience of like the future of Radchat? Is there anything that you think you would love to do and be able to deliver without sharing any secrets that we've got kind of going on in the background of projects that we're working on? Uh, I need to read my NDA now, don't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think social media and like adverts. So I so I work uh, for Macmillan now two days a week. One thing I'm pushing all the time is that we need more, not just diverse people, but also allied health professionals just out there, like, so people know what we do. Um, so I think through us, obviously, yeah, we've got quite a few collaborations and things in the pipeline. Um, but it's more just sharing the wider MDT, the multidisciplinary team that works with oncology patients, um, I would like to do. Maybe like a little TV show, Joe. Oh, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I definitely think collaborations. I think it's absolutely key in making sure that we're helping to support a wider a demographic of patients and, and access people that maybe have never heard of rad chat or radiotherapy radiation treatments um but i think i'm most excited about some of the guests that we've got coming on um and working with some of our patients um more in terms of what we've what we've got coming up um i'm also really excited about um engagement with the conferences um, that always goes really well um, and I'm also really, really excited about some of the social media projects that we've got going on in the background at the moment to, again, help inform our patients and other healthcare professionals working within oncology. Um, and I suppose from a personal perspective, I'm really excited to learn more. I think I am definitely a better lecturer, a better therapeutic radiographer for doing rad chat. And I really hope that others feel the same when they do the CPD. Um, so absolutely, if you listen to the podcast episodes, then do check out the CPD option because it's great to be able to almost solidify that learning and reflect on maybe some of the information that you're listening to um, and, and formalise it. I think it's really important. And hopefully we will soon to be accredited with lots of other different uh, professional societies as well, which it will be incredible because it will mean that hopefully we'll be able to access more healthcare professionals working within oncology um, and again raise the profile of, of the patient pathway and what's involved for patients. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for listening and for your continued support and listening to us from across the world, 101 countries, which is pretty amazing. There's only 190 something countries in the world anyway. So we've done all right, I think, Joe, um, in 16 months. Um, but yeah, thanks for completing all the CPD forms and Tara and Leah who help behind the scenes. Um, listening to all the episodes and helping with content creation ideas and many other things so um, if you do listen to us on a podcast app make sure you subscribe and like us um, it helps us climb the rankings uh, and potentially work towards different awards in the future which would be nice um, just for a bit of recognition for all of our patients that come on and all of our guests as well 
yeah thanks everyone for listening there is also the british podcasted awards so if you want to you can nominate us um now go on search for the link on social media and just make sure you verify it in your email and thank you very much